everybody. Welcome to Windy World Gaming with the Windy Washington. And I have an icon, legendary icon, a goat, Dr. Garner Scott. I've known uh, Dr. Garner Scott as Nicole, as a very dear friend, when I resided in Atlanta, Georgia. She is very influential in business. Um, she's very much recognized um, as a celebrity, PR, iconic publicist that was a, oh my gosh, Nicole, I'm going to say a quiet storm. I've known Nicole since 2002 when I was launching Maxi Weight Agency in Atlanta, Georgia, when I was positioning my brand. And she was very integral part of basically booking my talent for a lot of the major events in Atlanta, Georgia. So I've known Nicole since 2002. And thank you, Nicole, for your great leadership at the time when you were running the Garner Circle. Um, and thank you for keeping my business viable uh, for so long in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm very grateful of you. And I'm so happy to have you on my show today which Dr. Garner Scott is now leading wealth management and financial services. So, um, Nicole, we're going to get to it. Thank you, Wendy. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me on. Um, I love that we just, even us, us talking offline, just the amount of history that we have and how far this goes back. So I always feel like that leads to the most authentic conversation. So I'm excited. Yes, thank you so much. Okay, mm -hmm. so can you start by telling um, my audience a bit about your background and how you became a financial advisor and wealth strategist and what inspired yeah. you to enter this field? Yeah, so just a little bit about me. Um, born and raised in Atlanta, Georgia. So one of the very few unicorns you'll, you'll meet in the city, actually from the city. Um, I... Um, I knew very early in life that I wanted to go into entrepreneurship. So that bug approached me at a very young age. I was like the the candy girl in the neighborhood, the lemonade stand, all those different things, um, you know, very early on in life. And really credit my parents with, with catching that energy and channeling it in the right way um, for me, because, of course, when you become that ambitious, very young, it could go in a multitude of directions, but they recognize that very early and um, um, just really helped to put me around the right influences. Went to college. It was in college that I probably say both hats that I've worn professionally in life was that spark happened there. So the PR spark happened there. I went to college with the with the goal of starting my own entity it was not i never went to college with the thoughts of how could i work for someone else or you know what what could i do i knew i need to go to college to figure out how to really run a business so that part was there and that sparked that and i started my pr agency my senior year of college um my wealth journey was also wow. um thank you my that's wealth journey was also that was amazing Thank you. Yeah. My wealth journey was also sparked in college too, because 
that's when I was exposed to just higher level wealth. You know, it, it was, um, I talk about, I had a roommate that um, just was, she was as sweet as pie. She was just very non-assuming, very quiet young woman. And one one time for spring break, we went back home to her house and I was like, wait a minute. I mean, she just really came from a high level of wealth. You know, she lived in an estate. She, you know, had um, conversations in her household that were just very wealth generating. You know, her family was telling her before we drove back to school to stop by the wealth management's house. Um, I mean, wealth, wealth manager's office. They talked mm-hmm. about the family business and positioning her for when she graduated to take over the reins in certain areas. It was just a lot of conversations that were transpiring that planted a seed in me where I was like, I have not had this type of vocabulary exposure to wealth or this type of planning exposure to wealth. And that's what sent me into a very tunnel vision on me needing to learn wealth um, from an entirely different perspective and how to use it as a tool. So I would say both hats that I've worn in life, you know, college inspired that. I know people are like, oh, we don't believe in college anymore, but I will say that's where I got exposed to a lot of thought processes and um, put in environments that just caused me to break out of my comfort zone. So I will say, yeah, it was great for that. from there, I went into PR, just like what you talked about, ran my agency for for decades, you know, on end and just was very blessed with that. But as I got deeper into the PR space, I started naturally getting into some business consultation for some clients. And really, I got exposed to a lot of people in their most vulnerable times because their businesses were their babies. But before we could even talk about large scale PR campaigns and marketing blitzes and everything else, their finances were never aligned, organized, put into the places that made sense. It was very, it was what I call too during a time that entrepreneurship was somewhat toxic, where it was like, you know, just jump out on a hope and a prayer, don't have your things together believe in yourself, it'll work out, all those different things. And a lot of people were subscribing to that. And so by the time it came down to sitting with a professional, we're starting to talk through your dreams. What do you want to see happen? What do you want to see correlate from what you're what what you're putting together? There was never the financial planning to see a lot of that through for a lot of the business owners. Of course the corporations I was working with, that was completely different. But Um, you know, with the business owners, I started to see that large gap. And then I got to a space in life where I just realized people are naturally coming to me for this type of information. I was exposed early in life, maybe not as early as some, but earlier in life to some things that mentors and thought leaders that completely changed the trajectory of my life. I, I did not come from a wealth infused background. And so I've continuously had had to seek a lot of this information in, you know, third places. Um, And so through that, you know, I just felt a deeper calling. And that's what brought me into going full force into the financial advisement and wealth management space. I'm able to take a lot of the skill set of 
helping messaging and helping individuals understand very high level concepts and breaking that down to our communities where we need that information. But so many times it's just, it's, it's all lost in the sauce. It's in this hemisphere of what are you really talking about? How does that apply to me? You know, what does that mean? I haven't been exposed to some of these concepts ever, you know, in my life or, or through my family. And so, you know, I've been able to really take that PR side and figure out how to make financial planning more digestible, more fun, more palatable. In those well, different that's ways. amazing. And the name of your business is the money, the money plan. Correct. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we'll run yes. back to that later, but I just wanted to chime in and, and, you know, announce the name of your business. Um, many people have different ideas about what a financial advisor does. Could you clarify what the primary role of a financial advisor and wealth strategist entails? Yeah. So at this point, overall, the the term itself is used in so many different places. It's, it's kind of hard to figure out exactly what am I sitting down with this person for. So I would definitely say when you're meeting with an advisor, really their main point is to take all the pieces of your financial puzzle and start to put it together for you and strategize that from a deeper level on how they can help you really get to your financial goals. Mm -hmm. So from even our standpoint, you know, with, with my firm and, and with my practice, we're doing that in a multitude of ways. We're doing that from how we're protecting their wealth. Mm -hmm. So sitting down with individuals and really talking about you're growing this massive empire, especially let's think about like influencers these days. There are uh, what Forbes just re released their top 20 influencers. Mm -hmm. I just seen that. These are like 20-year-olds, 21-year-olds that are making 40 million and 50 million. And it feels amazing, but you have so many vulnerabilities, right? Mm -hmm. The amount of taxation on those dollars. How can you make sure that if this entire influencer space goes away, that you can still live the lifestyle that you've created for yourself? There's, so protecting that wealth becomes a big part of it. And then making that wealth grow and sustain it. Um, there's, you know, so many great documentaries right now on Netflix from um, the budget Nista to hers to Ramit, um, his documentary, but just helping people start to think through if you are coming into your income, your revenue at higher levels, it still won't be enough to carry you all the way through life unless you start to have some strategy around growth and sustainability to those dollars. So that's pretty much what we do um, in that world. And then we just integrate it all through helping to bring it all together. Okay. And the, with the financial landscape, it's constantly evolving. What are some of the most significant trends or changes you've observed in the financial industry recently? And how do they impact your client's financial planning? Um, a few different things. So we're of the generation now and future generations where there's information overload. So if you refer back to like our parents' generations and grandparents' generations, it was um, information scarcity. Mm -hmm. It was, how do we figure this out? I'm only going to follow the one plan I know because 
How else will I gain information? We skipped right over this being a good amount of information to information Mm -hmm. overload. And that's where we are now, where anything financial, you can find a TikTok, a YouTube video, a um, Facebook group that will subscribe to any concept under the sun. So now you're at a point where what information really serves you? What, What makes sense to what your life is and what the variables are with your life? So I will say that leads me to another trend of individuals just wanting to get back hyper-focused with that human touch. So, you know, sometimes when you're learning about financial concepts, which is great, I love that it's, you know, there's just so much information now that we couldn't get access to and the gatekeepers have gotten out the way. I love that part of it. But the part that's missing is, what, how does this apply specifically to you? Right. So you might hear about a financial concept or a financial tool and you're like, I should, I should get on that. But the person who's talking about it, maybe they're a trust fund child, or maybe they inherited, you know, a a huge real estate portfolio when a family member passed away, maybe their marker is just different than your marker, Mm -hmm. Right. And so certain things about that tool May it may be a great tool for them and it might not serve you in that type of way at this time in life. So really understanding those pieces become very important in regards to that. And one thing I would definitely say. Oh, I'm sorry. And one thing I wanted to make mention, not to cut you off. One thing I'm happy about your business, you are domestic, so you could work with anyone in any state. So you're not limiting yourself just from the East and the Southeast region, would you also consider West Coast clients as well? Oh, great. West Coast clients. That's, that's why my, yeah, that's why my meetings yeah. were running late today. Um, because I'm dealing with people, so many people on, on uh, PST time, but, um, yeah, I, I operate in all 50 States. So, um, and really that's just where, it's moving now. So when you have a financial advisor, I do a lot of multi-generational planning. So I, I might work with you, your mother, and your child. They're going to be in three different states more than likely. You know, it's very rare that I'm still finding families where everyone is in one state, all with the same jurisdiction oh, and the same rules. So for me to accomplish multi-generational planning, I had to really make my practice national immediately. And what are some key strategies or principles individuals can use to effectively build and manage wealth? Are there any lesser known strategies that you often recommend to your clients? Yeah, yeah. So I would say there was a lot that happened during the pandemic that made people forget about some of those four bases, boring things that you just have to do. But I still love to, anytime I'm talking to people, just reiterate, you have to have an emergency fund, right? There, especially in this economy with what's transpiring, um, you know, just, just the volatility of the nature of everything. Having an emergency fund puts you in a great position to be able to weather any, any life changes or if life decides to life. Um, from there, 
you know, making sure you have some of those traditional pieces in place. Did you max out your 401k? Um, have you created an IRA? Have you looked at vehicles that can help bring down your tax mm -hmm. liability? Um, what are those different pieces? If that's a Roth, if you make too much for a Roth, what becomes those other strategies you can tap into? Um, so those pieces become key. I would say lesser known strategies or strategies that are talked about incorrectly um, become, you see a lot of social media where it talks about being your own bank and using permanent life insurance to do that. I think it's very key for individuals to sit down and understand how that tool really works, that it's a long-term strategy and what type of implications make that right for you, right? So when you get into tools, we get into some of those higher wealth building tools, the companies that you're, that you're doing these long-term products with matters, the financial ratings matter, an advisor that's very astute and that has, you know, your fiduciary best interest at hand, just a lot of those different things come into place where all tools aren't equal across the board. So I would say that's definitely one strategy. Um, I think backdoor Roths are another strategy um, in regards to just really building up that safety bucket for yourself and really understanding how to get tax treatment on those dollars. I think that's another key one. I think the the understanding what your true number is, like like Wendy, if we were sitting down having a meeting, I would say, what's what's your exit number? What is it? What is it that you know that when you retire, or if you reach into retirement years, even if you want to keep working, what is that number that makes sure that life continues second half of life the way you want it to look? Then what becomes that investment strategy that gets you there where you don't have to overtake risk to get to that? So a lot of us get into very high risk spaces, which is fine. Like if you love real estate, great. If you love some non-traditional investment pieces, great. Make that a part of your portfolio. Don't make that the whole portfolio because you might need, not need to assume that much risk to your, to your dollar strategy. So it's just kind of understanding those different pieces, what makes sense to you. I'll, lastly, I would say, Wendy, I know I talked about it a little bit earlier, but one big thing when we're thinking about generational <laughs> wealth is planning generationally. Yes. I don't feel like we we do that enough to bring our parents in. If we're getting all of our stuff together and our parents do not have their stuff together, that becomes your financial problem Absolutely. at some point or another, right? Like if, if you not do their will, if they didn't do their trust, if they, you know, told you they paid off the house and they didn't, if they don't have certain health directives in place, all of that becomes your problem and eats up the wealth that you're building. Um, the same with your children. If your children aren't, if you're not teaching them and exposing them to things, they're going to make decisions because they, because what does money mean to them, right? Like it's like, Oh, you know, my mom paid for me to go to college. She'll figure it out. It it has no in-depth mm -hmm. meaning to them. And so they're not contributing to what the ultimate goal is because they haven't been brought into any of those conversations to understand how money is a tool. So I would definitely say us planning more generational, mm -hmm. multi-generationally is, is an item that's left off the and people often make common financial mistakes that can hinder their wealth building efforts. 
Can you share some of their pitfalls and provide advice on how to avoid them or correct them? Yeah, um, I would say just common, you know, things that, that we see across the board is one, I hate to sound cliche, but if you don't heal any money traumas, they continuously keep cycling back up for you, right? So if you have, if you feel like as a child, you related money to love and that is how you view it, you will be an adult still overextending yourself financially to try to turn that into love. There's nothing that any financial advisor can do for you when you're self-sabotaging yourself in that type of way. Or if you think of money as power, right? If that was, is that the narrative that you have from childhood? Then you're, you're wielding that money around and trying to fill that void that can never truly be filled by finances. So, so I would definitely say that that's a mistake a lot of us feel like is we can just skip past some of that healing part that has to happen. Um, second off, a lot of us over leverage, like, we get a bonus from work. We get a couple of extra thousand from our small business and we go straight into the most dangerous way that we can think of, mm -hmm. of how to grow that money. When sometimes it's just, it's slow and steady wins the race. And I, I call myself your, your safety girl. Like I'm your, I'm your slow and steady. We're going to definitely get there guaranteed. That's amazing. Individual. But it's not flashy. It's, you know, some of those different things. But I can't tell you how many times people are coming into my office telling me they lost 20000 on this. They lost 50000 on this. They lost 150000 on this. And they're like, I get it, Nicole, now. But why do we have to lose two hundred k and three hundred k to learn that lesson? It's, you, you know, you understand how the entire portfolio works and then you operate and, based um, upon that. I also wanted to know, uh, besides the questions, I'm I'm really wondering also the youngest, your youngest client, how old are they? I mean, all the time I'm working with babies, right? So as soon as like one of our clients has a baby, we're doing, I'm not sure if you've ever read the book, What Would the Rockefellers Do? Or, um, you know, just starting to get whole life policies on babies and, and structuring them in a way that they're building cash value. So plenty of babies, like people know they can bring their children and their babies mm -hmm. by to the office at any given time. Because to me, this is what it's really for. <laughs> Um, my son is five. He's one of my clients. That's so great. <laughs> so, I mean, we're, we're really talking through things. I'm helping him understand right now, because at five, I'm really helping him understand like the value of exchange, right? So if this is something you want, what is the exchange that needs to happen for that to transpire? So we're talking through that. And also I'm teaching him right now, just the power of giving. Right. Because the thing is, when you are introducing money to a, a, a younger mind, right, mm -hmm. it hasn't been developed fully yet. There is a large opportunity to talk about 
money is just a tool Absolutely. for you to really be able to do good in the world, for you to really have a deeper reason why. And so we talked through giving as a part of him starting and, to understand. Um, money are you going to ever have maybe a tour, a guest speaking tour about your services? You know, you, you know, that's a good idea. I see that. Wendy. And um, <laughs> right now what I'm doing, <laughs> right now what I've found where I find like the beauty is when I'm in rooms, like intimate rooms with individuals who have done very well in life, but they don't have anyone to speak to. You know, it might be like, let's say, Wendy, you and your girlfriends, everyone's hit a certain level of success, but it's not your, your friend circle, your family circle. They might not have familiarity with it. So you dim your shine a lot. You don't ask those questions and you're, and maybe some of your right. questions aren't even their questions, right? Like you might be at a point where you're dealing with, mm -hmm. with taxes at a whole nother level and your other, you know, friends you grew up with are like, we don't even understand what you're talking about. So what I found is like when I'm in rooms where mm -hmm. everyone can take off their mask and we can really get very vulnerable, that's been yeah, a that's, very that's beautiful great. spot for And especially reason. during these challenges these challenging times and then with this thing they're saying it possibly might be a shutdown i guess next month uh a, a government shutdown federally so mm -hmm. which i don't really mm -hmm. know too much about um but i watch bloomberg literally every day when i'm working i'll keep it you know just down to a minimum because mm -hmm. that's the news i mm -hmm. prefer watching now um because of everything that's going on within our mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. our country and the world overall. So can you share with my guests yeah. and listeners, how could they find you and um, the different services that you offer? And mm -hmm. um, okay, yeah. so if we could start yeah. with that. Yeah, so in, in in regards to contacting me, website is the Money Plan Inc. So the Money Plan um, Social media across the board is Dr. Garner Scott, D R G A R N E R Scott, um, across the board. Um, as far as how responsive I am, I'm very responsive in social media. So you can definitely contact me there. Um, LinkedIn is where I actually give a lot of financial advice. Um, being in the world of compliance and FINRA, et cetera, that's the platform where I can give more financial advice. So definitely you connect on, me you LinkedIn said on LinkedIn for that information. They can contact um, you on LinkedIn. As far as service, okay, perfect. LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. Yeah, LinkedIn for that, to get that financial advice, but I'm on all platforms. So Dr. Garner Scott on all platforms. Um, as far as services, so our advisory firm, we do everything from risk management. So that's protecting your wealth. That could be through well-designed insurance planning. That could be through disability, long-term care for aging parents, things of that nature. We do portfolio management. So um, our advisement infrastructure comes in to help to see if there's a need to have that actively managed. And then we do integrative planning. So that might be retirement planning. That might be services for businesses, really helping them have their company benefits 
and company um, structures to make sure that you retain well, the talent. Things of that nature. So, so you basically you bring that handle all together, personal uh, portfolios as well as business. Put that in place. That's great. That's right. really good. Mm -hmm. um, now, is there a contact number or you prefer them contacting you socially? Yeah. No, no, no. Um, phone number is 770 Yeah, because that's always good in the financial space, you know, so they could just dial you up. Because when I tell you, Dr. Garner Scott is exactly. everything. Trust me, she's a quiet storm and she's she makes moves like um, nobody else. And I wanted to also mention, Nicole, it was very important for me to have you on my third season of my show because um, I just felt like you're very, it's, you're very crucial. Um, during these times and people need to know who they can locate and who they can find for help and support, especially in the financial services in that sector. And especially when you're wealth building everyone, it's all about generational wealth, like Dr. Garner Scott said earlier. And thank you so much, Nicole, for coming mm -hmm. on the Windy World Daily with Windy Washington podcast and show. I greatly appreciate it. And I also look forward to seeing you in person because I know that you, you were so at Paramount's lot uh, for their financial yes. event. What was that last yeah. year or a year before last? And I was like, oh, my God, Nicole is here in town and I missed you. So your next financial mm -hmm. event or if you give something, you know, where you're having mm -hmm. guests and you're inviting your guests, please let me know so we can get some invites going. That's why I asked you about uh, a tour. Because uh, I know you show up and show your face for your private events, but mm -hmm. when you have something, so we could definitely have a meet and greet for you mm -hmm. here in Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. I would love that. Well, thank you so yes, much for coming on. Know. And thank you once again, everybody. For listening and watching, we welcome Hi, everybody. My name is Wendy, and I am the host of Wendy World Daily with Wendy Washington. Windy World Daily with Wendy Washington is Monday through Friday for 15 minutes every morning, exploring and introducing Hollywood's most trending topics to interviewing creative influencers and celebrities. I will be living a world daily of entertainment, fashion, beauty, and lifestyle. I can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and all other podcast platforms. So make sure to subscribe and be ready to download Windy World Daily with Wendy Washington. I look forward to seeing you there.